0: As Rosie uh, reads, we've been talking a lot about fruit. I want to see if you can spot how many times fruit gets mentioned in the passage. And also, there's another word that gets mentioned a lot. So see if you can spot what that other word is. Okay, Thank you, Rosie.
1: Okay, you should have a piece of paper in front of you so you can follow along. We're reading from John 15. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. He also trims every branch that produces fruit to prepare it to produce even more. You have already been prepared to produce more fruit by the teaching I have given you. Stay joined to me and I will stay joined to you. No branch can produce fruit alone. It must stay connected to the vine. It is the same with you. You cannot produce fruit alone. You must stay joined to me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you stay joined to me and I to you, you will produce plenty of fruit. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. If you don't stay joined to me, you will be like a branch that has been thrown out and has dried up. All the dead branches like that are gathered up and thrown into the fire and burned. So stay joined together with me and follow my teachings. If you do this, you can ask for anything you want and it will be given to you. Show that you are my followers by producing much fruit. This will bring honour to my father. Thank you, Rosie. Uh,
0: how many times did the word fruit get mentioned in that passage? Seven, seven times. And there was another word that gets mentioned seven times as well. What's the other word? Yeah. Branch does get, it may well get mentioned seven times. It's not the one I was thinking of, but it does get mentioned a lot, Yeah. Prepare? No, it's not prepare. Yep. Fine. N- no. <laughs> There's lots of words to get mentioned. Lots. Yeah. Join. Almost. Almost. We're nearly getting closer. Josh. You. No. <laughs> 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 yep. Sorry. Yep. Branches. branches no. Yeah. Stay. Thank you, Gemma. Well done. Stay. <laughs> I should have counted all the other words uh, before I said that. Stay gets mentioned seven times. Now, we're going to read the passage again. What I want you to do this time is Jesus is describing a picture here for us. So I'd like you to to draw the picture. Now, um, it talks about a vine, and you might think, well, what, what does a vine look like? Basically, it's a tree. Botanically speaking, that's probably not right. But for our purposes this morning, it's a tree, okay? So draw a tree and draw the other things that Jesus mentions as Rosie reads the passage for us again.
1: Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. He also trims every branch that produces fruit to prepare it to produce even more. You have already been prepared to produce more fruit by the teaching I have given you. Stay joined to me, and I will stay joined to you. No branch can produce fruit alone it must stay connected to the vine it is the same with you you cannot produce fruit alone you must stay joined to me i am the vine and you are the branches if you stay joined to me and i to you you will produce plenty of fruit but separated from me you won't be able to to do anything If you don't stay joined to me, you will be like a branch that has been thrown out and has dried up. All the dead branches like that are gathered up, thrown into the fire and burned. So stay joined together with me and follow my teachings. If you do this, you can ask for anything you want and it will be given to you. Show that you are my followers by producing much fruit. This will bring honor to my father.
0: Okay, in your picture, you should have at least five things. You need to have the trunk of the tree or the vine. You need to have branches on your tree. You need to have a gardener. You need to have fruit on the tree. And you need to have some dead branches. Five parts of the picture. And as we think about this picture this morning that Jesus has has described for us, I think there are two big things that God wants us to remember from it. The first is this. God wants us to produce fruit. God wants us to produce fruit. Now, we've been talking about the I am statements, things that Jesus said about himself, I am the... But actually, this is also a you are statement. Did you notice that? Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. So we are the branches. Now, what is the point of a branch? What is the point of a a fruit tree when you were discussing that? Well, it's, it's obvious, isn't it? The point of a fruit tree is to produce fruit. That's why people go to the effort of planting them and looking after them, because they want them to produce fruit. So if we are branches of a fruit tree, what does God want? Why, what, what is God looking for from us? Well, he's looking for us to produce fruit. Now, obviously, this is, this is a, a, a picture. It's an image. It's not literal. So we, God isn't actually wanting us to provide apples or pears or sweet corn or cucumber. He's wanting a, what? What is he wanting us to provide? Why don't you turn to the people around you? And have a chat about that. What do you think is the fruit that God wants us to produce as Christians? Come back together. It's a bit of a tricky question. Um, but Jesus says in verse 8, show that you are my followers by producing much fruit. This will bring honor to my Father. I think the fruit he's talking about is anything, any kind of Christian behavior that brings glory to God, that brings honor. To the Father. But particular things he mentions in the passage, uh, and even later on, the, the bit that we haven't looked at, are things like love for one another, love for others, is part of the fruit that Jesus wants to see in our lives. Um, joy in knowing Jesus, he says uh, this so that our joy may be complete. Um, he talks about prayer and having our prayers answered, it's part of the fruit. He talks about um, speaking to others about Jesus and seeing others come to believe in him, that's part of the fruit that he's looking for. I think really it's, it's anything that Jesus wants us to do. Anything, anytime we are following Jesus, obeying his commands, honoring the Father, we are producing fruit. God wants us to produce fruit. And that fruit shows that we are really Jesus' disciples. That's what he says in verse 8. "Show that you Show that you are my followers by producing much fruit. You can tell the difference between a a branch that's dead or a branch that's alive by whether it's producing fruit. I once heard of a gardener who planted a stone in in their garden and nothing happened. So they dug it up and they took it to gardener's question time on the radio. And to a panel of experts, they said, why hasn't my seed grown? And the experts looked at it and said, because it's a stone. You can tell the difference between a stone and a seed by whether it actually grows. You can tell the difference between a dead branch and a living branch by whether it produces anything. Does it produce any fruits? And God wants his people to produce fruit. He says in verse 2 that he cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruits. And in verse 6, Jesus says, If you don't stay joined to me, you'll be like a branch that's been thrown out and has dried up. If we say that we're believing in Jesus, but but maybe we're not really believing in Jesus, it will show in that we're not really producing any fruit. It will show that we're not genuine. God wants us to produce fruit. But Jesus also says in verse 2 that God trims every branch that produces fruit to prepare it to produce even more. God wants us to produce fruit, and so he trims the branches. Now, what does that mean? It's, that's kind of tricky to work out quite what that's saying, but the Bible does talk in other places about how the difficult experiences that we go through, the hard times that we have, are used by God to make us more productive, to make us more like Jesus, to help us to grow, to help us to produce fruit. And I think it's a really encouraging thing to know that if you're going through a difficult time, and many of us are going through difficult times, God will not waste this. God will use this to help us to produce more fruit, to become more like him, to produce a harvest of holiness. God wants us to produce fruit. That's the first thing to remember this morning. But the question is how? How do we produce fruit? And that brings us to the second thing to remember, which is this. We must stay joined to Jesus. We must stay joined to Jesus. Imagine your neighbors had uh, an apple tree. I said that apple is my favorite fruit. You can substitute your own favorite fruit if you like instead. But imagine that your neighbors have an apple tree and every year it produces these wonderful crop of loads of delicious looking apples. And you're feeling a bit jealous uh, of uh, them having all these apples. So you, you hit upon a plan, a cunning plan. I know what I'll do. I'll get a saw and in the middle of the night I'll sneak into my neighbor's garden and I'll saw a branch off the tree and then I'll carry it into my house So that when the autumn comes around next year, I will have a branch with lots of lovely apples on my branch. What will happen? Well, next year, uh, autumn will come around. Your neighbor's tree will be covered in wonderful apples again, minus one branch. And you will have a dead branch in your um, house with no apples on it. Because it cannot produce apples if it's not attached to the tree. But what if you decided, hold, I know what I'll do. I'll buy some apples from Tesco and I'll stick them to my branch. <laughs> would that mean your branch should produce fruit? Well, no, it wouldn't. It'd be completely pointless, wouldn't it? That would just be f- fake apples, really, putting, putting uh, on the branch, making it look like it produced fruit, but it hadn't really. No, the only way that branch is going to produce fruit is if you keep it stuck to the tree. And it's the same with us. Jesus says in verse 5 um, that if we stay joined, if you stay joined to me and I to you, you will produce plenty of fruit. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. If we're not joined to Jesus, if we're not believing in him, we will not be able to do anything. To produce fruit, we must stay joined to Jesus. And we might think, okay, well what I'll do then I'll try really hard to do some good things. That's what, that's what the message is this morning, isn't it? I've got to try really hard to do some good things, to love others and to tell others about Jesus and to pray. And I've got to try really hard to do this. But actually, that's not what Jesus is saying. To just try harder to do things without believing in Jesus is a bit like sticking apples onto a branch. Jesus isn't telling us to produce more fruit. He wants us to produce more fruit, but that's not what he's telling us to do. He's telling us... To stay joined to him. If we stay joined to him, we will produce fruit. But what does it mean to stay joined to Jesus? Well, I think it means at least two things. Firstly, it means that we keep trusting every day in what Jesus has said. Verse 3, Jesus says, You've already been prepared to produce more fruit by the teaching I have given you. Verse 7, he says, stay joined together with me and follow my teachings. We must keep trusting every day in what Jesus has said, what he said about himself. All these things we've been learning, uh, the I am statements, that he has come to bring us life. We must keep trusting in what he said about himself, believing in him to have eternal life, to stay joined to him. But also we must keep trusting every day... In Jesus' love for us. and one of the next verses that we haven't looked at, Jesus says these words. He says, I have loved you as the Father has loved me. Now continue in my love. So to stay joined to Jesus means to keep trusting in his love. Now, how... Do you see how amazing that verse is? He says, I have loved you as the Father has loved me. How much do you think the Father... Loves Jesus. God the Father loves God the Son. Well, how, how can you even describe how much the Father loves Jesus? But Jesus says, I have loved you, his disciples, all his followers, as much as the Father has loved me. God, we've thought about this this before, God is three persons in one God who live in a perfect, loving relationship. And when we believe in Jesus, we kind of become part of that perfect loving relationship. Jesus loves us, God loves us, as much as the Father loves the Son. I wonder if you, um, I wonder if you realize that this morning. Do you realize that as you sit here this morning? That's how much Jesus loves you, as much as the Father loves the Son. Isn't it so easy for us to forget that, to lose sight of that, to not appreciate just how much we are loved? We need to keep trusting every day in Jesus' love for us. And we know that Jesus loves us that much because he died for us. He gave up his life as the good shepherd to lay down his life for the sheep. He gave up his life because he loves us. We need to keep trusting in that love. We need to keep relying on that love. We need to keep celebrating that love for Jesus. We must stay joy to Jesus. Okay, a question for you as we conclude to discuss amongst yourselves. And one, um, particularly if you're a young person, you may want uh, the help of adults as you talk about this. How can we help one another to stay joined to Jesus? How can we encourage and help one another to stay joined to Jesus?